What is up, everybody? This is Tanner from TamanBaseballFan.com. Uh, yeah, you know, so I haven't been picking up a whole lot of cards recently. I think uh, I've uh, got one card incoming right now. I've actually got a, uh, a little project that I'm going to be working on soon. I'm pretty excited about, but I'm not going to tell you about it just yet. I will probably reveal it on the forums and social media, so you know, stay tuned. But pretty pretty pumped about it. it's nothing like too crazy um but then again you never know what the audience's perception is going to be of whatever you put out so um as an example this morning uh i had uh created a little graphic that said you know if, if uh, 1990 had had rainbow parallels and i uh brought a uh, 1990 tops frank thomas scan into photoshop and what I did was I took the picture and I put it inside the different colors of frame. So if you're familiar with 1990 Tops, you know that like they have like the, the red frame, the purple, the blue, the green, and uh, the orange. Now, from the factory, the Frank Thomas normally has the orange, of course. So what I did was I photoshopped uh, Frank Thomas with all the different types of uh, borders and post it up. It was probably like a, you know, a 10 minute job or something. I, I don't know why I love that stuff, but I do. And apparently you do too. I, there's a lot of people that uh, got a kick out of that on social media. And uh, if you heard my voice, it's because I almost tripped like a knucklehead while I'm out here walking. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so, uh, and the funny thing is, is like, you know, I could, I could work for hours on a project and might get the same type response uh, so you know I, I don't know how everybody's going to take this next uh, project next couple of projects I guess uh, that I'm working on but either way kind of excited about it um, as far as cards go uh, I've got a couple uh, couple uh, offers out on a few cards that I like and I'm not like too wildly excited about them I am kind of, which is kind of funny because uh, what I'm wanting to do, especially for uh, Kinseiko cards, are uh, is to get like cards I really, really love only, right? Well, some of these are, are from Alan and Ginter, and they're cards that I don't have any currently of in my collection. And so, in my, you know, just kind of in my thinking, I almost want to have one of each type, if that makes sense of Alan and Ginter type of card uh, as far as the minis go. And I almost just, I don't know, I think the more that I'm in this, the more I'm gravitating toward wanting my collection to tell the story uh, of the history of baseball, baseball cards. So I almost want to have like a nice array of Alan and Ginters that do things um, or that have uh, um, been created in different types a format like you know metal and silk and glow in the dark and you know that sort of thing um and compare them with the Allen and Ginters I have that are from you know the 1800s I think that'd just be like a really neat kind of complimentary thing to do uh for my in my collection so uh I have like I said a couple offers out uh, to somebody on those and if I get turned down, it's not really a big deal because there's going to be others. I mean, <laughs> Tops is going to print out so many of these. They always have and they always will. It's just going to be how it is, which is a good thing um, if you don't have them because 
there's a much greater chance of getting uh, some cards that you want in the future. So, um, there is one card that I am like really, really excited about. Um, and I'll go ahead and tell you about this uh, in a few minutes after I tell you kind of this next story here, because it kind of dovetails in on this whole thing. So, if you know me, you know I'm like really interested in the prototype stuff. And maybe not as much now as I was when I was a super collector. Like, I, I used to enjoy anything and everything that was a prototype. So, paper proofs, uh, miscuts, errors, no foil, uh, blank backs, blank fronts. Uh, I would get everything, right? Well, now I don't. As a matter of fact, I don't care about 90 to 95% of that stuff. Um, however, for the cards that I do get that are in the proof or prototype uh, uh, category, I guess you could say, I love them. Like, I really love them. So, uh, as an example, uh, and, and I've talked about these uh, oh my gosh, there's a massive bird that flew by. It looks like a pterodactyl. Uh, anyway, so I've talked about a few of these before. Uh, the A6 Donner's white letter highlights. It's Kinseko's uh, rarest rookie. Uh, the 88 Tops cloth, which uh, uh, I talked to a collector by the name of Matt Wheeler on uh, blowout because he had he has a near or complete set of 88 tops cloth which all is insane like that is a tough tough set uh the 89 donners and leaf blue chips the 90 donners aqueous uh and uh two of the more recent pickups as far as prototypes going away are 1992 ace novelty cards now all of these like mean the world to me like i just love them all because of the story they tell, because also because of how uh, how highly coveted they are, I guess, in the community, if that makes sense. And that always plays a part, <laughs> I think, whether you like it or not, <laughs> as far as what you think of uh, certain cards. At least that's how it is for me. So uh, there's all those. And so there are a couple of prototypes I got rid of that I'll likely never see again. I've made peace with it. It's okay. Um, one of them is i'll tell you this uh well actually before i start <laughs> i'm going to back up a bit here and talk more about some paper proofs because i had a, a few 2000 2001 2002 fleer paper proofs of Kinseiko. now i think one or two of them were unreleased if i remember correctly so uh what fleer did was they did mock-ups they printed them out and they just never produced them which is cool stuff to me I love that stuff. Doesn't really fit my collection now, um, nowadays. But uh, it was really fun to have those when I did. As a matter of fact, I bought those for like five hundred bucks, like for three of them, and I sold them for five hundred bucks uh, for the three of them. So they were, you know, pretty big deal, and uh, you know, really enjoyed them. But like I said, I just don't really do that sort of thing right now, um, as far as the paper proofs go. So, and of course, as always, my disclaimer. Um, I might change my mind tomorrow. I might reach out to the owner and say, Hey, can we do a trade? <laughs> you just never know. I just, uh, it's kind of weird when it comes to my collecting habits. I just don't know what I'm going to do, which is kind of what makes it fun. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so I ended up picking up a number of, uh, Fleer 
paper proof sheets um, from the FLIR bankruptcy. Um, well, from somebody that actually picked them up from the uh, FLIR bankruptcy about a year ago, I think. And there were a lot of jeters in there. And so my plan was to, was to cut up the sheets and uh, sell them around closer to the time of when Jeter's induction in the Hall of Fame. So that's basically what I did. And <clears throat> I think there are probably maybe 10 Jeter's. I think I've sold about seven of them so far and gotten rid of a number of them also. And uh, of the other players, I mean, there are some other good players in there too. Uh, one of them was kind of funny. I wanted to talk about a little bit. Um, I put the, uh, I had a Don Mattingly that I put out there. And it's on eBay right now. If you want to search my eBay name, it's TNH Jones. That is TNH Jones. And I've got all of them listed there. Um, but I have the Don Mattingly listed for like $39.95 or best offer with uh, $3.95 shipping or something like that. $3.75, $3.95, I don't know what it is. Something like that. So somebody writes me yesterday. Because, good evening. I'm interested in this Don Mattingly uh, paper proof you have. Can you tell me how thick the paper is? Oh, okay, sure. Um, I don't really know how to measure, but it's you know it's just like a piece of paper. I mean, <laughs> but it's in top loader, so you know you probably won't be able to tell uh, about its thickness if it's in the top loader. Oh, okay, okay, you know. <laughs> so I send that over to him, and. Uh, he writes back and he goes, well, I'm actually planning on putting it in a binder next to the version of Mattingly that I have in this of a single double and triple jersey of the same card. And uh, I would wish it were thicker, but I know we're far apart in price, but the best I can do is $5 shipped. <laughs> um, let me know, thanks. So let's break this down for a second. How much was I offering this card for? $39.95 with $3.95 shipping. And he's offering me $5 shipped. So he effectively was offering me $1.05 <laughs> for this card. And guys, I don't know. It's a, it a uh, um, low ball level uh, master unlocked right there. It's a... Uh, that's rough stuff. Like, don't do that to people, y'all. If 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 if, if you're gonna be uh, uh, asking to make an offer on something, don't offer somebody a buck uh, when they're asking forty. Um, clearly, they're not gonna do it. I mean, so yeah. Uh, needless to say, I've decided to hang on to it until the right buyer comes along, um, and it is not going to be him, apparently, unless he has a change of heart. I don't know. So. Anyways, uh, kind of a funny story, and that kind of dovetails into what I was going to talk about though tonight, is the uh, FLIR proofs. There are some people that go nuts over these things. They understand that it's quite possible that these are one of ones. They're not checklisted. They're not, uh, they don't have any game use material or signatures on them. They are paper thin because they're, well, paper, and... Uh, you know, some people, it's just not for them. You know, they, they like checklisted cards. They like real cardboard cards. They like, um, you know, uh, just uh, everything about that, not necessarily an unchecklisted 
paper proof. I get it. As a matter of fact, I think a lot of people would value a run-of-the-mill game use card over these paper proofs, even though the print run might be 500, um, which is kind of wild to me because like you could get those anywhere, right? Um, but that's just how it is. Like some people love them to death, and other people don't. And so, uh, which I have no problem with whatsoever, by the way. Um, but uh, there is absolutely a market for these sorts of things, which you know, as evidenced by what I've sold over the past several years. There are people out there, more than just me, who just enjoys the heck out of these things. And uh, this, this goes kind of a little more in line with uh, one of the last podcasts that I did. That I talked about is a one of one. Is that like the be all end all, best of the best type of card? Now, uh, to remind you what I was talking about a little bit, it's not necessarily the case because um, if you have an ultra rare 90s insert or parallel, uh, that might be a number to uh, 10, 25, 30, 50, whatever. That card might actually command more money at auction than a one of one because the market might be significantly uh, deeper for those cards than one of one. So the one of ones are going to typically go to the player collectors, the uh, player super collectors. Now, the low number ones will probably go for the player super collectors as well as the set builders and so when it comes to these rare types of sets these set builders have deep pockets especially if they've been uh, trying to uh, put together these sets for decades so uh, same thing kind of holds true for you know these types of proofs because the market is basically going to be split in half um, they may not necessarily go for a whole lot um, maybe they will, but maybe not necessarily for as much as their uh, checklisted real card counterparts. Um, there are some uh, uh, some exclusions to this, I would say, some exceptions to the rule. And one such card that I landed is going to fall into that uh, into that set, I think. So I'll tell you about this now. I'm actually really excited about. It. So. Um, let me tell you first about first of all about this one type of card. It's a 1991 Upper Deck. You, if you're in the baseball cards, you know what that is. They have a, uh, I think it's a Silver Slugger set, if I remember correctly. Nothing really big about it. I mean, you know, you've got Kinseiko in there, obviously. You've got, oh, who else? Barry Bonds. Um, maybe Daryl Strawberry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I can't even think of uh, who all's in there, but you know, it's just a, you know, it's a smattering of you know maybe 10, 15 all stars from the 90s or you know late 80s, early 90s, and you know that makes this little insert set. It's really more of a subset because it's not a, you know, nothing really special about it. They're not like hard to find or anything by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but uh, that's where our story turns here. Now, what I did is I found, and when I say I found somebody, I actually have a buddy that uh, showed me this like years and years and years ago. Uh, he ended up doing a deal with somebody, I'm not sure where, but it was uh, from, if I remember uh, correctly, a company called Sign and Glassworks. Maybe that's what it is. 
Uh, if you don't know who they are, they're basically the makers of the chromium technology. So uh, what that means is, uh, you, you know, the, you have the Topps chrome cards and the Bowman chrome cards, and you, of course the refractors have the, you know, they're only on chrome cards also. So that's basically who they are. They are the maker of, uh, you know, the chromium technology, they're the inventors or whatever. So as the story goes, if I remember correctly, now you'll have to, you might want to ch uh, fact check me on this by going to my website. I think I wrote about this two or three years ago, but um, it's my understanding, if I remember correctly, before they went to Tops, uh, Science Glassworks pitched this to Upper Deck. And the way they did it is they created some 1991 Upper Deck Silver Slugger Chrome cards. Now, you might think that's kind of strange. You're like, well, wait a second here. The you know, first baseball Chrome cards were uh, used in 1993 Finest. <laughs> These are 91 Upper Deck. And Upper Deck. <laughs> like, what the heck? Yeah. So, uh, really neat, really neat card. So it's, uh, it looks just like the base card, except it's a little bit thicker. It's got the chrome finish and the borders are not white. They're silver, which is really neat. Just such a neat card a neat piece of history. So if I remember my history correctly, uh, upper deck said, no, we're not interested. Sunglassworks went, uh, goes to tops. Top says, heck yes. And the rest is history. So I was able to get a Jose Canseco card in the set in my collection. Now guys, that's like huge. That's a massive deal because that is actually part of what I would consider, and I think really anybody should consider as part of baseball card history. Because imagine what would have happened if you know things didn't fall through with Upper Deck. I mean, we have had 92 Upper Deck Chrome, but we've had like 93 SP Chrome Jeter. I mean, like, <laughs> you imagine, like, holy cow, what else could they have done? So that wasn't in the cards for them. Um, <laughs> no pun intended, or maybe pun intended, I don't know. Um, but uh, anyways, nevertheless, it is a fun little piece of baseball card history um, embodied in this actual prototype and from 1991. So not only is it not tops. It is, it predates the others, the other baseball chrome cards by two years. Uh, so 1991 Upper Deck Chrome Silver Slugger. So as I sell out, you know, a few years later of my super collection, like a knucklehead, I sell it. I sell it to somebody else, another super collector. And, you know, I was fine with it. I didn't care because I wasn't interested anymore in super collecting. And then as time went by, I was getting back into it a little bit and, you know, wishing and hoping and dreaming that I could get some of these cards back and everything. And uh, sure enough, <laughs> 91 Upper Deck Chrome keeps coming back into my mind. Oh, man, I wish I had one, wish I had one. Oh, well, there's no way I'll be able to get back. But the thing is, is I knew where one was. And it wasn't with the Kinseco Super Collector. So I reached out to him several 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 months ago and uh, he said basically um, he was just simply not interested in moving it because it's the only one he had it's like okay well I understand well let me know uh, if you're interested 
Uh, and whenever you are interested in moving, I would love to be the person that takes off your hands. Okay, Tanner, all right, sure, will do. So, uh, I'm going through my stuff, uh, like, months later, which is, like, maybe a week ago. And I'm rummaging through my closet, and I'm actually doing, like, this huge clean uh, cleaning effort on, uh, you know, from my office. I mean, it's just a mess. And that's the reason why I did this is because my internet was out <laughs> a couple weeks ago, if you remember that. So, uh, I find a few things that he loves, like it's Will Clark. And there's some prototype stuff, and I go, huh, interesting. I reach out to him, like, hey man, uh, do you have any interest in, in these? I, I'd like to try to work a deal with you. He goes, huh, yeah, maybe, let me think about it. He gets back with me, and especially after he finds out that I've got these other uh, FLIR bankruptcy uh, paper-proof cards. Uh, paper proofs and he says okay so give me this 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 and some extra money and my Conseco is yours I'm like yes so of course like super excited I say yes and uh, you know so that card knock on wood is supposed to be coming here tomorrow which is really neat because um, I'm not sure exactly what uh, place that card is going to hold in my collection. I would say it's definitely a top 25. Um, is it top 10? I don't think so. Maybe it's top 15. I'm not really sure. Um, but in any event, that's like the kind of stuff that I want to add to my collection now is the you know top 25 kind of cards for the most part um, if I'm actually spending any type of money uh, to speak of. So anyways, really excited about that. Wanted to share that with you all, and uh, you know, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. So, uh, the year so far, as with any year really, when it comes to baseball cards, has been slow the, the early months because you know the card companies haven't really started kicking up things yet, um, which is fine. I'm not really looking to get like super new stuff unless it's like really interesting, but um. Like, for instance, uh, 2020 Donners has dropped, I think, recently, and uh, they've got all kinds of weirdo parallels where the borders have, like, googly eyes, and, you know, like, another parallel has Baby Shark on it, and I mean, <laughs> really kind of bizarre stuff. But uh, anyway, I created uh, a version of that a few months ago with, uh, you know, that, the meme of that lady screaming at the, at the cat at the dinner table or something, so... Got a kick out of that. It's kind of funny. Um, some people actually thought that was real. <laughs> well, guys, it's not. I created it. So, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, that's basically what's been going on here. Um, nothing else too crazy. Just uh, really excited to be uh, adding this uh, new piece to my collection. And, uh, yeah. So, what I would love to hear from you is if you, what your, like, uh, most favorite piece recently is that you've uh, gotten in the mail I'd love to hear about that stuff. Let's uh, let's celebrate together. So let me know what you got. Um, anyway, so that's all I have for tonight for you. I hope you all have a fantastic evening. And uh, thanks for listening.